Hello and welcome to Glow and Tell. I'm Laura. And I'm Karina. And we are twin sisters who love to share our obsession with all things beauty. Welcome back to another week. We are in the middle of February and, you know, we've got some catching up to do. And later on, after we go through our catch up of the week, we are going to answer a few more of Temptalia's questions. You know, we love to do it. Um, We've got some good ones this time. So stick around and we will be right back. Hello, Karina. Hi. Um, this week, we, uh, in Portland, in Oregon, we, you know, experienced the first snow, the first ice storm of the new year of winter. Like, the winter has been very, very, very mild up until that happened. Yep. Um, so we were snowed in, and in Portland, it's or Oregon, it's very interesting because unlike east coast winters that are very snowy you know we will get a big dump of snow but then because of the humidity and precipitation it always ices over and it causes a whole slew of problems plus our our cities were just not designed to deal with snow so me and steve were out of work for a couple of days we had a really i had a long weekend we were just snowed in the whole time we had to dig our cars out of the snow um you know and i just hate snow i always <laughs> i always say it and I, I i don't understand people that are like oh my god i love snow and i'm like it's pretty for a second but mm-hmm. then it causes so much chaos and i there's still people without power you know almost a weekend I don't, I don't know. know how people. We were very, very lucky. Um, yeah. The the first time we were able to leave the house really was two days ago to go get groceries, and that was like an all day affair trying to get the car out. Um, but then as we drove around the neighborhood, it was like every block was yeah. without power in, except for our one house. It was so crazy. So yeah. I'm really like thankful that our house didn't lose power because i would probably be such a whiny little baby in the cold like i don't know what people are doing with no heat um and now texas is dealing with this situation but like on a much bigger scale and it's 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 insane and like their government is really failing them right now and it's really sad to see um but it's also kind of like that. I don't want to be like oh my god these people deserve it of course people don't deserve this it's the government's job to deal with this and they basically were saying that their own people are like weak and babies yeah um, imagine what but imagine being in hawaii and no and all of a sudden this cold snap happens and you're in a deep freeze people there are not prepared people it's no. texas weather i mean it's warm and it's humid and it's and it's fairly mild winters it may get cold but it never snows and so what's going on in texas is that their state is built separately like their power grid is built separately from it's it's privately held it's like a privately run power grid from the rest of the united states because they're very successful secessionist there um and so it's like a privately held thing which is stupid as heck and so only basically like people are getting what kind of electricity they pay for so like there's still mansions with power. It's because the rich can afford to to pay all that power oh, for their electricity. I didn't know that. It's privately run. Wow. So it's like for-profit electrical system. It's very strange. 
But like How there, bizarre. there are pipes bursting everywhere. People are flooded with ice cold water. There's no electricity. There's no heat. People oh are God. actually like getting Dying. carbon monoxide yeah. poisoning because they don't know better. They're put. They're putting their propane grills in their house to like provide heat. Please don't ever do that. Yeah, you will die of poisoning. Like, yeah. it's a crazy situation. Like pipes are bursting i just I at can't, the seams like I, houses are flooding with ice right now I just, and i feel it's just, insane you know i work at a grocery store and next to us is a hotel and all day i was i was extremely busy all day long we had tons of people that were at the hotel because their power have been out power has been out for days now and I just feel, I I just think like, you know, what if you don't have the means to go to a hotel for a week? You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't. Yeah. And now that hotels are price gouging customers because they're filling up so fast, it's just, I just can't imagine people that are still without heat. You know, if you don't have anything like camping equipment or <laughs> flashlights, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, how are you, I mean, just even being cold is so difficult, like, I can't sleep if my feet are cold. Like, how are you supposed to sleep? Like, I would lose my mind. So yeah. my my thoughts and my heart is going out to people. Um, uh, I'm going to be donating to uh, uh, one of the um, podcasts. It's called G Thanks Just Bought It. Mm-hmm. Every Thursday, she does a $2 Thursday donation drive. So I'm going to be donating to that. It's just through Venmo. It's a super easy way to you know donate in a you know you don't have to like do a whole lot of research it's already done for you um so this week is going to go to texas and mutual aid organizations i guess that get you know supplies needed to the people out there so anyway if you are in a place that has you know snowed or iced over or you're feeling just like over the winter i totally am here with you because (laughs) I can't wait for the spring. I can't wait to sit in my backyard. I'm such, like, over the years now that I've lived in Portland for, I don't know, how long have we lived here? It's about 14 years. That's crazy to me. Like, <laughs> But now that I've lived here for so many seasons, I'm kind of getting tired of, like, the endless grayness and the damp. And I just want a little bit, like, I just need warmth. Like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired of the gray sky. Yeah. Anyway, Karina, what do you have to share with us this week? Any products, books, TV shows? What do you got for me? So I've actually been at home sick. I don't know if you can kind of, like, my voice might be a little more nasally than usual. Mm-hmm. But I've been at home sick for an entire week. Fun times. So that's been cool. Um, <laughs> yeah, I started coming down with, like, a cold, pretty much a head cold. Um and then, of course, my boyfriend gets sick, but then he starts coughing. And so we both kind of spiral and start thinking we have COVID. Uh-huh. So we did get a test yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, we are negative. We don't have COVID. That's good. But it is just still very weird to me that I've been, like, sick for this long. Like, I'm still, like, really congested. I can sleep well at night now, so that's fine. I don't mm-hmm. – I've never had a fever through this. I never had a cough, so not, like, the classic COVID symptoms – but I wanted to get tested just to make sure right. that I wasn't exposed. And so it's fine. No COVID here. But it's just really odd to be sick for so long for me. I'm, I'm, I haven't been sick since 2019. <laughs> yeah. So, and I, obviously the masking and the hand washing work. So I'm like, I just want to know how the hell I got sick. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but I feel okay. Um, I'm probably going to get back to work here in the next like two days. I kind of I had to like go through HR because... 
after so many days off, like, using sick time, like, you're basically entered into a leave of absence. Oh. So I need to, like, go through HR to make sure I can get back to work, which oh. I'm sure it'll be fine, but it's just, it's a whole thing. So that's been, that's what's been up with me. I've been living in a robe and pajamas for a week straight. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have not used any kind of a makeup product, except yesterday I did put on sunscreen because oh. it was very sunny out. What? And I had to, um basically dig out our car to go get our COVID test and it was sunny and of course sun reflects off snow way easier and I was like I'm not gonna get a sunburn in the middle of winter so I put on sunscreen good for you uh Biore UV rich aquasins (laughs) (laughs) um uh the the one product I would probably say that's been helping me um y'all give it up for robes I've been living in this robe I've had it for years (laughs) it's the best Christmas gift I've probably ever had (laughs) And I literally... Yeah, you live in that thing. I live in this robe. Like, pretty much three quarters of the year. Mm. So, yeah. It's delightful. Okay. Um, also, grateful for electricity in this time. Because yeah. our space heaters are doing the work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I can say as far as, like, products. Uh, what about you? Because you just went back to work, I think, yesterday? Was yeah, yesterday, yesterday was my first day back after, like, four days off. Um, I do have some products I'd like to share. Uh-huh. Some newness. Okay. These two are from ColourPop. Oh. So I have the Do It Hydrating Hyaluronic Mist. Oh. So it's a face mist. I didn't see this. I like it. I want to see. Try it out. All right. So it's very watery, but it has the hyaluronic, it, like, feeling. Like the tackiness? A little bit. It's kind of nice. Oh, okay. Let's oh. see how this mist is. It's quite intense. Oh, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a good mist. Get into it. Um, and then I also have the Fourth Ray Beauty Vino Rejuma- Rejuvenating Serum Boost. Oh, nice. And this, oh my God. First of all, it smells, it's so sweet. It smells like juice and it has like a gorgeous texture. This is supposed to be just like a booster for your serum. So antioxidant rich. So is this like the resveratrol? Yes. In wine grapes yeah i kind of oh. wish they made a larger like it smells like juice doesn't oh, it smell it does. so good yeah oh i like that oh I, I like this feeling too yeah, it has That's, a really great texture yeah. it's almost like hyaluronic acid kind of feeling but without the stickiness but it just adds a really good um layer of hydration in my skin and so i've been adding that morning and night Ooh. is it doing anything i don't know but it feels <laughs> good there so you, go. I, you know whatever and then Lastly, I want to shout out the First Aid Beauty Ultra Ultra Repair Cream. And this tub is huge. This is like a six ounce tub. And this cream can be used on the face and body. But it has like a nice like whipped texture that is super comforting. Oh. Super moisturizing. To me, it almost feels like, oh, this reminds me. It reminds me of a product that I used to have. But... Anyway, I digress. Kind of similar to the, like if Glossier Priming Moisturizer Regular and the Intense had a baby, this would kind of be it. It's like, like somewhere in the middle. Yeah. So it's, it's not super thick, but it's not thin. So it's a good like winter moisturizer. It's very like a basic formula, which I like. Um, and you can use it on the face and body. So it's good for like wherever you want to put it. Oh. And it has, like, soothing ingredients, like, I think, oatmeal, something like that. Yeah, it says colloidal oatmeal, which like is it, really good for especially, like, sensitive skin. And it gives your skin just, like, a really nice glow if you feel moisturized yeah. but not so moisturized. 
I like it. And yeah. it's a good deal. Like, I got this in a, a set that First Aid Beauty had. And I think six ounces, that's huge. Like, this is enormous. Like, a face moisturizer typically is 1.7 ounces. Um, and then, can I shout out, I bought myself as a treat a perfume discovery sampler because I love perfume. We all know this. <laughs> so I, I got it from this brand that I used to hear about a lot, like years and years and years and yeah. years ago. It is Comtois Sud Pacifique. Is I, am I saying that right? Yes. Um, it is a French fragrance brand, but their main, um, I guess like their main... Uh, what am I trying to say? Like, their main perfume is going to be, like, based off of vanilla scents. Right. So, there's... A, and it's more tropical-ish. Like, coconut and vanilla are, like, their two main pillar fragrances. And then they build tons of different perfumes off of that. But this one, in particular, is called Vanille Abricot, mm-hmm. which is vanilla apricot. And it is divine. <laughs> oh, my God. Karina? Okay. May yes. I put this on you? Okay, sure. And so, I got the Discovery... That's good. That's that's good. I got okay. the Discovery yep. <laughs> set with 30 fragrance. No, wait. Is that 30? 15. Oh, God. I was going to say 15. I think 15 or fragrances. 30. Jeez. Oh, that is nice. Isn't that good? It smells like apricot and vanilla. Oh, it's so delicious. And I'm not typically a person that loves, like, gourmand, like, super sweet, like, food scents. But mm-hmm. there is something sophisticated about these fragrances. And they're very inexpensive. I think this one would actually be nice layered with that Armani one you like. Oh, yeah. The Stronger With You, so it's like a deeper vanilla and mm. then maybe just a little bit hint of the sweetness at the top. Yes. They have a ton of different fragrances. And, I, yeah, I do think they would be really good for layering if you want to layer something with that sweetness and the vanilla. It's, like, so yummy and delicious. Um, nice. So, yeah, those were my, my shares of the week. Okay, let's talk about our currents. So, are you currently oh. reading or listening to an audiobook? Both. What are you listening to? I'm listening to the Bridgerton novels, number five. This one is, uh, it's called To Sir Philip with Love. Oh. <laughs> and this is focusing on Eloise Bridgerton. Oh, yeah. Okay. And it's very interesting. I like the way it's going. It's going to be good. Hopefully right. they make it onto Netflix. Uh-huh. Um, and then I am reading, this book is really good. It's called The Miniaturist. Mm-hmm. And it is set in 17th century Amsterdam, Mm -hmm. where a girl gets married to a wealthy businessman, and he buys her a cabinet that is a miniature of their house that they live in. Mm -hmm. And so she starts sending away for things to be made to put into this cabinet. Uh Uh-huh. And the miniaturist sends back the things she ordered, but then she sends back items already in the house that she didn't ask for but they're like two they're exact replicas of like the dogs that live in the house or the paintings that they're that the woman never told her about so is somebody spying on her i don't know is but it's it like supposed to be spooky it's a it's not spooky as so much it's it's i don't know like it very is like dark and foreboding and like the whole i the whole book like reading it feels like a dutch painting where it's like mostly in the dark but then there's like a little bit of light and it just feels really cold it's it's really 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 good so i've I've been like devouring it like there was one day we didn't have any cell service so i spent like a lot of that day reading so that was really good wow so i've been really into that i'm on uh, if i when i finish the audiobook 
And the regular book, I will have read eight books so far this year, which is a lot. Um, I'm currently listening to a book. So I started Wolf Hall um, by Hilary Mantle. And so this is interesting. So I only, I kind of thought, I knew this was about Henry VIII and like Tudor England and all that stuff. I Okay, but I didn't realize this book actually focuses on Thomas Cromwell, who Mm -hmm. was a lawyer, who was basically brought up and worked for Cardinal Wolsey, who is... If you're not into Tudor stuff, you probably just don't even want to listen at this point. But I love the history of it. And so it's actually written from Thomas Cromwell's point of view. Kind of going through... uh, Right now they're going through the whole, like, he's trying to get his divorce from Catherine of Aragon. He's trying to get Anne to become his wife. King Henry VIII you're talking about. King Henry VIII, Mm -hmm. yep. Um, Anne Boleyn, that's what I'm saying, I'm talking about. Um, all like the political intrigue and stuff. And it was kind of a slow start, but it's mm-hmm. actually getting a lot more interesting as it goes on. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still only like 30% done with it on the audiobook. It's a really long book I'm and it is a it series. I know it is a series. So I, I actually should, um, I should speed up that uh, audio because <laughs> yeah. it's due in about a week. So I don't know how, how far I'll get before that, that expires, but I like it so far. Um, podcasts i started listening to the new dateline podcast it actually premiered yesterday their first two episodes are out and you know i love me some dateline i love me some true crime Mm -hmm. uh their new podcast is called mommy doomsday and this focuses on the story about Lori vallow vallow and her kids and unfortunately like we all know the story by now it was absolutely bonkers she's very unhealthy mentally unfit woman dare i say evil because she did all this and her poor children it ends very tragically um we all know that part of it so if you don't know uh, Lori vallow 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 so she has a daughter of her own and another son jj so it's tylee and jj jj is actually her husband's basically his her in-laws grandchild if that makes sense it's actually her nephew that they ended up legally adopting Mm -hmm. um about september i believe in 2019 was the last time they ever saw the kids crazy and it became a a search for these kids and it involves a lot of doomsday Mm -hmm. theology um lds theology uh, demons, zombies, and all of these people around her literally <laughs> dropping like flies. Wow. Yeah. It is a bonkers story, and it's really tragic because of these poor kids that, you know, ended up, she have she had them killed because she believed that they were zombies and demons. So who killed them? I believe it was her brother, who also ends up dead. dead. Oh my god. Yes, all of these people around her and her new husband end up dead. It's an insane story. And so the first two episodes are out. I highly recommend giving it a listen. Also, another true crime thing I just watched uh, was the four-part Netflix series about the Cecil Hotel and the disappearance of Elisa Lamb. Oh, how was that? It was good, except I always knew that it was an accident. Yeah. I think a lot of, like, conspiracy theories, like, I get it at the beginning why people were thinking, like, somebody had her murdered. Mm. And... It's a really interesting story. If you've seen the video of her in the elevator at the hotel, it is very unsettling. But I think we can all agree at this point, she was unfortunately the victim of her own mind. She had bipolar disorder and was she actually stopped taking her medication. Ooh. And she probably was suffering from 
like hallucinations and delusions and unfortunately ended up drowning in a water tank at this hotel and it's because of this hotel they actually go into a a big history of it lots of drugs lots of crime lots of murder lots of death the night stalker actually stayed there for a while while he was killing um and so there's a lot of taboo around this hotel which is it kind of added to the whole mystery of her disappearance and subsequent like finding of her body it's good um there is a lot of weird fan theories that they talk about during the show um but I, I mean, ultimately, they, they all came to the same conclusion that I, I knew it was true. It was, unfor- it was just a tragic accident. <laughs> yeah, that story was nuts. I yeah. remember when that first came out and the video of her, those videos are so old, but you can find them on YouTube. It was just, just eerie. Yeah, it's very unsettling. It's yeah. kind of disturbing. So it's a, it's a good watch. It's not quite, it's like four hours. It's like a four one hour episodes. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so that's what I watched during my week of sickness um oh i you watched anything new (laughs) me and steve binge watched search party which is so good it is (laughs) such a funny show it's about this girl who goes missing and this girl that's like sort of in her circle tries to find her and she ropes her boyfriend and her friends in the search of finding her and it Mm -hmm. all goes wrong and it's dark but it's so hilarious and i don't know everybody is casted so perfectly in that show this is an hbo show right yeah it was on tbs and then it got picked up by hbo max and now it's i guess exclusive to them it's really good (laughs) everybody oh my god her gay best friend elliot he is so funny (laughs) it is a hilarious it's hilarious but also just like frustrating because these people just keep getting themselves into trouble and it's it's just funny um yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um, right. I also started watching Peaky Blinders last night. And I know it's been out for like, God, six or seven seasons. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, it's it's been on Netflix for quite a while. But I was like, I've always heard it's good. Let's try something new. And I think I watched, we watched maybe three episodes together last night, me and my, my boyfriend. Uh-huh. It's good. It's what about is, like a... What are Peaky Blinders? What does that mean? Um, I'm pretty sure the blinders part is because they... So their signature like <laughs> thing is they carry razor blades oh. in their caps. What? And so they'll take their caps off and like slash you across the eyes. Oh my god. During fights. <laughs> so they're like an Irish gang. Oh. They're okay. an Irish gang. I didn't know but that. it takes place in England after the after the First World War. Okay. So it's like 1920, I want to say. Huh. Yeah, but the blinding part you'll find out soon enough. Yeah, that's no, what happens. Thank you. <laughs> um yeah, so good. It's good so far. Um want to keep watching it. So All right. That's uh that's what I've been doing cool. for my entire week, <laughs> playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Yeah. The day where literally like the power grid <laughs> was crap all cell service was down for everybody um i was playing a lot of solitaire on my phone a lot of wordscapes yeah that's pretty much it yeah all right shall we take a break yes and then we'll come back with some questions from temptalia okay welcome back so we are going to continue our little series of answering questions put forth by the eponymous makeup reviewer temptalia so she she is like a powerhouse makeup reviewer of mostly high-end stuff um she will in-depth shade swatch and then compare them to dupes compare the formulas grade them review them so she is like basically the encyclopedia of current makeup stuff 
Yeah. So she also has an Instagram where she likes to put forth questions to her followers and we like to answer them ourselves. So let's begin. So Laura, first question, <laughs> what makes you more willing to try out a new brand? Okay, so a new brand, it has to, number one, be aesthetically pleasing. You know what I mean? Like, it has to look like something I would want to buy. Right. Right off the bat. Um, it would have to be some, it would have to, like, fill not even, like, an empty hole in, like, my makeup collection, but something that I would already want to use. Uh-huh. Um, so, for instance... Uh, I just purchased some of the Vive blushes, the powder blushes, and I placed a Sephora order and I also got the new Rare Beauty, the liquid blush. Oh, okay. So I like cream blushes and I like powder blushes and I like blush. Yeah. So <clears throat> I purchased both of them. Okay. Um, and they're aesthetically pleasing. The packaging is cute. And I am not, I'm not usually an early adopter of new product. But sometimes it depends on, like, what the brand is. Like, if it's an influencer that I really like, I will just do it because I'm eager to, like, support that person. Um, but it also needs to be something that I would use. So, like, with Jackie Ina launching her candle business, that was, like, hit the button. Just, like, <laughs> yes, I love candles. I'm eager to support her. I'm eager to try something new. So that was, like, a... a I didn't question anything. I was like, okay, yeah. Um, some things, I think, like, when Fenty came out, that was something that I was like, yep, we're going to do it. Like, let's try it. Like, it has to be it has to be something that has a lot of hype, but in the way that I shop, because I'm not going to be hyped up for, like, a Kylie Jenner launch. You know, I, I don't purchase any of her products. I'm not interested in her products, typically. Um, same with like Kim Kardashian's line, uh, you know, when Rare Beauty came out, I don't know Selena Gomez. I don't listen to any of her music. I'm not really familiar with her. Um, but the packaging looked great. And then after the reviews started coming in and there, people were like, okay, this actually is like legit. Okay. Then I'll go and purchase it. But it really has to grab me visually and either fill something that I already love in, a, in makeup, mm-hmm. um, or, you know, that person needs to influence me, basically, to purchase it without knowing anything about the product. Okay, so you're talking about a lot of aesthetics, but are you... I don't hear you talking about product quality. Well, because that depends on if I'm buying it when it launches okay. versus waiting for reviews. So something like Rare Beauty, I waited until reviews started coming in to purchase some items because, you know, I wasn't really sold on Selena Gomez, but... The packaging looked great and the formulas looked interesting, but with somebody like Jackie Ina and candles, like I love candles and that's <laughs> not something that needs to go on my face. So I didn't have to wait for a review. That's true. So it just really, it honestly depends on what it is that they're launching, who is launching it and does it fit into something that I would already consume. Yeah, see, I I love, love watching product reviews. Not even just, I don't necessarily love just talking. I need to see it put on. Mm -hmm. Um, Like that said, I love watching, like, especially complexion products. I love complexion reviews. Yeah. And so, like, I'm still watching reviews of the e.l.f. Camo CC Cream. And it's only $14, but it's going to be another foundation that's on my my desk. So I want to make sure 
yeah. I would find the match for me, like, color-wise. So I definitely watch a lot of reviews before I buy anything. And yes, I've been influenced by certain items. Um, but I do also hold back on a lot of things um, as far as, like, new brands, new launches. Yeah. Um, like, Glow by Auric. Everything looks beautiful. But I wear so much less makeup nowadays that I just don't see... Mm-hmm. it factoring into my routine yet yet right also it's kind of a hefty price point like i'm a drugstore girl like i can yeah. make drugstore stuff look really good and a lot of my favorites are drugstore like mm-hmm. i get compliments on my skin a lot and it's it's guys it's l'oreal um yeah. <laughs> so i can make that kind of stuff work for me um new brands especially like influencer brands it's got to be from somebody i follow and like right I've, you know, I've been around with them for a while. Like, that's why I I already knew Sam's brand. So Auric is Samantha Robindahl's brand. I already knew the, these are the products that she loves and she wouldn't, she wouldn't put out something in fear. Whereas the Jaclyn Hill fiasco with all her <laughs> lipsticks, I think it really, honestly, it tarnished her as a brand and as mm-hmm. an influencer. And I, unfortunately, I just don't think it's gone very well (laughs) for her Mm -hmm. i mean the colors might have been beautiful but all of the people saying that they found things on their lipstick bullets themselves like that just like unfortunately for her and the way she responded responded to the controversy yeah which was not great at first um yeah that just kind of like like no why would i want to buy things what about brands that are not associated with like an influencer or a face like somebody like in front of the brand like like a heritage brand, but a new product? No, even brands like, I don't know, I'm thinking about like a lot of clean beauty brands like Ilia, Lila B, mm. uh, Kosas, like all of these brands that keep popping up but don't really necessarily have a person, like a face of the brand. Yeah, it's more like a lifestyle influencer kind of a, a shtick. It's more like an aesthetic, kind of like Glossier. Right. Um, I... I'm for clean beauty, even though I don't quite understand it because I hate when people say there's no chemicals. I'm like, everything's yeah. a chemical. <laughs> I am of the Carolyn Hirons mindset. Like, guys, fuck off with your to- your non-toxic stuff. Like, yeah. if I ate this stuff, it would be toxic to my system. Right, but, like, <laughs> what, but like, what in, like, what about brands that don't have somebody attached to it? How influenced are or, like, how Products? much more are you gonna buy a product without knowing anything about it um it would have to be product reviews again mm-hmm. so that's why i love temptalia i love watching like the few the few youtubers i do follow even though some of them don't even have my skin type but i like to go especially like for eyeshadow formulas that's always fun to watch yeah. because they kind of can work for everybody if it's the right one mm-hmm. um yeah, I don't know. It's mostly product reviews. Like, that's why influencers pretty much exist, is to sell this product to you. Right. Or to tell you, maybe you shouldn't try it if you, like me, have the same kind of t- skin, this texture, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So, yeah, definitely product reviews. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is a good one. Actually kind of jumps off this last one. What was the last beauty product you were glad you waited to buy? <sighs> I waited to buy. Oh God! Honestly, what what did I wait to buy? I don't really wait to. Well, I guess maybe foundations. I'll wait a little while. Um, you know, I'm I'm 
particular about my foundations, but I also own a lot of different types of foundations. So that would be something I kind of wait to watch reviews on. Um, I would say like certain formulations. So like when Rare Beauty came out with their, their latest launch of like the nearly blank, like the nearly apricot, nearly rose colors, they had a melting cream blush that looked really good, but then I saw people using it and it's super, super like slippery and sheer. Um, so that didn't feel like something I would, I would want to use. And, and the same thing with their liquid highlights. I thought that they looked pretty in the bottle, but like on the face. Oh, also I know <laughs> I'm glad I didn't buy anything from Glossier Play. Oh God. <laughs> because you know, they that was, launched, no. that was kind of a dud. So they <laughs> launched that whole line of playful, colorful, glittery makeup. Number one, all of the products were overpriced. Um, and number two, you know, charging $22 for an eyeliner is just kind of a lot, especially for, for a pencil for eyeliner. a pencil when you can go and get a wet and wild for two bucks and it's yeah. the same thing. Um, yeah, I was glad I didn't purchase anything from that line. It looked cute, but honestly, yeah, it was like play makeup for people that don't even wear makeup. So I, I, it was a pass for me. Um, I glad, I'm glad I waited to buy any Fenty complexion product. Okay. Because their first launch was the matte foundation. Very matte. Who, buddy? I got a sample of that because no. I was like, oh, well, I can find my perfect color match. There's 50 shades. Color match, great. So matte. It was like putting chalk on my face. Yeah, like really, for me, really I couldn't do it. I never bought it and I'm glad I didn't. So I didn't waste my money. Yeah. Remember <laughs> there was a time maybe... Probably before it was definitely before COVID hit when all of these brands started launching quote unquote luminous foundations. I would get a sample of all of them. Anastasia luminous foundation, no, not luminous. It was mad as hell. <laughs> the Urban Decay, the one that came out with a billion shades. Um, it's the Naked Skin. I actually have that. Super matte. It's matte. No, <laughs> it's a skin finish. Like, it's not, not. It's not luminous. It's skin finish. Yeah, I, yeah. I sampled so. That's what I do. I love to sample foundations because I'm not committing to like, you know, foundation can be really expensive mm -hmm. and the shade I can work around. Like if it's a little bit too light, if it's a little bit too dark, that's not what it's one thing, but like the finish has to be something that'll last on my skin. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Oh, I love this question. Okay, let's move on to the next one. This is such a good one. I have so much, like, oh, God, shit what? to talk. Oh. What brand needs a revamp? Say it with me, Laura. I know you're thinking the same one. One, two, three. Urban, Urban Decay. Decay. <laughs> Dudes, whatever happened to Urban Decay, when we were young <sighs> and Sephora first came to Hawaii... I remember that first lip gunk lip gloss and it smells like hot cinnamon and it was like hot pink glitter, maybe like a purpley kind of tone. Yeah, there Ugh. was like a holographic blue purple lip gloss. It was called the like edible body Rash, powders. Right? What was it called? I don't know. But yeah, Urban Decay used to be known for edgy, yeah. like edgy packaging, edgy formulas, um, super, super blackest black eyeliner. Or like really bold colors, bold, you know, mattes, shimmers, glitters, grungy, like everything was grungy. Like the packaging was a lot more like it was cardboard, but then it, you know, your little eyeshadows look like, like grates, like in the ground. Like what are those called? <laughs> Steel grates. I don't know. Something like that. <laughs> it was cool. Like it was a cool brand and it's like, 
all the cool girls had like an Urban Decay lip gloss. Yeah. Like, and now with their naked line, it's Ugh. just, it's all samey same. It's boring. Like naked one through three could be the same palette and I wouldn't know. The packaging of the palettes are, well, the eyeshadow oh. pans, those small rectangular, I can't. It's not cool anymore. Um, and the newest one <laughs> that they came out with, the Wild Wild West, it's, no, no. like the palette, like the packaging itself looks really pretty, but it's just a couple, it's like mostly neutrals, like sand, tan Stop. colors, and like a turquoise. Stop like, guys. trying to make seafoam green happen. Like, yeah. stop. And it's just... Nobody's asking for it. I think they just need to either come up with innovative designs or literally go back to what they were known for. Right. And like stick to it. I um, wish they would just, yeah, go back. Go yeah. back to what you were doing. And I know they're trying to get on, like, the complexion bandwagon. Now mm-hmm. they have, like, a hydrating foundation. They have all their primers. Like, obviously, like, their setting mist is, like, basically everybody in the beauty industry uses it, which is great, but it's a setting mist. Right. Like, that's not what they were known for. Right. They were known for, like, glitters and, like, basically pop art, makeup, grunge, yeah. like, smoked out. And it's just, it's become so same-samey, and, like, their releases are just not well, they interesting. Don't, it, well, it's not, they just don't really have a brand identity right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, oh, Wild West, but... But why? But why? <laughs> <laughs> but why? Uh, yeah. It's, why are we doing that? Yeah, I don't know. What others can I think of? Like, what about, like, color categories? I think Stila mm. needs a whole new brand identity. They've been. I'm off sorry. They've been. They've been off for a long for years. Time. Long. Like long nobody time. wants a seafoam green. What is that? Yeah, Stila. They were very cute. In, oh, you know what? Like, the early 2000s, and then they came back with their glitter liners, and then just completely disappeared again. I kind of wish um, Mac would like figure itself out. There's, yeah, there's just too many, like, micro-launches throughout the year that they don't really update their actual core collection. collection. Or they, or bring back things that people want. Like, Mm -hmm. remember the the paint pot? Um, Yeah. There's, there was this one color that they don't have anymore. It's called Rubenesque. And Mm. it was a beautiful, like, apricot-y, peachy tone with gold. It was so pretty. And they don't carry it anymore. <laughs> and it's like, stop getting rid of the core stuff that people love. Like, it's, like, I don't know, like, these limited edition, like, that's so frustrating for people. Just make your collection amazing. Make it more accessible. You know, have pro stores. Like, let everybody, you know, I don't know. Uh, yeah, Mac, they used to be so cool. Like, Mac was, like, the thing mm-hmm. when we were young. Like, getting a Mac lip gloss was, like, oh, my God. I And, like... You know, it was $16, but $16 was a lot of money when you were, like, 15 years old. And you don't have a job. <laughs> right. And you're just like, oh, my God, it's a MAC lip gloss. Wow. Mm-hmm. Like, you're so fancy. So, yeah, I wish they would revamp. I and mean, maybe not. They don't need, like, a brand. I don't think their packaging needs updating. I just think their identity needs updating. Yeah. I mean, they're they were known for being, like, the cool like it's makeup artist cosmetics like meant for makeup artists but also with the viva glam campaign um actually there's a really great issue of allure that's out that actually talks about the viva glam and how it started with rupaul as their first spokeswoman basically at a time where you know the aids epidemic was still kind of in the back of our minds um it's a really good article you guys should read it um but yeah mac used to be like the one and now 
it's just not. It's, <laughs> it's just being overshadowed by other brands, and I think mm-hmm. they could really come back. And, you know, they are about inclusivity and diversity and having wide shade ranges, but they really need to go back and bring back, like, specific products. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have, they've been doing the back to Mac for a really long time. So like, I think, you know, they have a lot of things going for them. They just kind of need to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Shall we go to another question? Yes. Oui. Okay. Let me find a nice one. Here we go. <laughs> We're looking. Oh, okay. <laughs> this, this is probably good. What's one type of product you know you purchase too often? Oh. Um hmm. what's yours? I purchase too often. Too often. Uh mascaras. Like you have a lot of backups? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I have many mascaras. I have You know, actually um the one product I know I have too many of actually have not been buying because I can't wear them. Uh the same freaking nude pinky lipstick. <laughs> Oh, all yeah, different yeah, yeah. formulas, all different brands. I have, I have like probably 20 of this, practically the same color nude. Oh, and of God. course you see that meme, but it's like, they're all different. They are all different. But do I need another one? No. Will I always be on the search for the perfect one? Yes. I would say definitely eyeshadow palettes. Like we have so many eyeshadow palettes. Oh, uh, nail polish. Oh yeah. You have a, you have a <laughs> problem with nail I polish. I just thought of that. <laughs> You buy nail polish, like, every week, it seems. Yeah, kind of. Um, yeah, I would say foundations, eyeshadow palettes, and blush. Mm-hmm. I love blush, but I love, like, a specific blush. Um, I love trying new foundations. I probably have, like, eight foundations. Gosh, yeah, you do. I, lo- I have a lot of foundations. I have one for, like, every day, every season. Um, yeah, eyeshadow palettes, I guess. I think that's something we have the most of. Other than that... Mm, I don't know. I don't really have a lot of other things. Maybe conceal, but well, no, I don't really have a lot of concealers. No, no. I think I have maybe two concealers. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, nail polish. Um, again, you've seen the videos, guys. We have a wall. (laughs) Um, okay. I think this is going to be our last question of the day. Okay. This is going to be fun. Okay. What kind of theme would you love to see a brand do, and which brand? A theme. Yeah, so her answer in this qu- in this question is um, a space-themed collection either by Pat McGrath or Natasha Denona. I was like, that sounds kind of cool. Oh, But it okay. does sound very, like, spacey would be obviously lots of cool tones, so lots of blues, hmm. deep purples, blacks. But the, the uh, like, the opportunity for, like, amazing glitters, that would be cool. Okay, well, I've all- I talk about this all the time. Every time I have, like, a dream scenario collection, it would be... Like, celestial-themed. Yeah. But not space. Like, not purples and blues. Like, celestial. Like... But, like, remember when Dior came out with those, like, mesh dresses with lots of big embroidery on it? Do you remember that? Kind of. Not really. Anyway. <laughs> but, like, renaissance Baroque, but also celestial... Ver- like, how was... celestial things were, like, popular in that era. I was just thinking, like, a renaissance-slash-baroque ish palette i know modern renaissance exists Mm. but it's not lush enough like it It needs needs... to be entire collection yeah so i would do yes definitely an eyeshadow palette who'd you want to make this oh i don't know if i want it to be high-end or more affordable like (laughs) color pop 
if it if it's ColourPop, it needs to be done like it needs to look expensive. Yeah. So if it was ColourPop, <laughs> which I probably would go for, it would be a celestial palette. Like the cover would be maybe I don't know old. It would look old, <laughs> like almost like a fresco uh-huh. of like the sky. Uh huh. Um, and then inside, <laughs> can you tell that we love imagining things? <sighs> there would be a good mix of rich jewel tones you know Mm -hmm. your neutral shades but like heavy on like the ochre the mustard tones like the sepia Mm -hmm. Um, there would be a nice cobalt blue in there just a lot of jewel tones love a jewel tone then i would put out super shock shadows maybe even a super shock eyeshadow palette Mm -hmm. which they have never done before and do like six shadows Mm -hmm. so you would have like silver glitter a gold glitter like a copper glitter maybe even like a ruby glitter i just think of like rich blues and i think of like something for that kind of a collection i would think more sheared out complexion products and lip products because i would focus on the color on the eyes lip yeah think like the mona lisa Obviously, people didn't wear makeup back in those days. They wore some forms of it. Oh. The really rich did. Maybe but like, like a watercolor blush. Yeah. Yeah, like a mm-hmm. liquid watercolor blush. Not the Selena Gomez where it's like, don't like color in your face. <laughs> like a like a, like a gel. Like a blushy gel. Yes. That it would see so through the remember skin. Remember Tarte Cheek Stain? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. that. <laughs> so like that. And then like maybe a dewy balm Ooh. for a the complexion like in a oh remember remember that company flesh wherever whatever happened to that remember flesh oh right they had those like dew pots that's so funny jelly yes yeah yeah but like a balm with a little bit of hint of sparkle but Mm -hmm. like not sparkly just like a gorgeous like dewy moment i feel like you're almost channeling any look that you've ever seen from the celestial um themed met gala (laughs) Oh, I like that. So I'm actually looking at Pat McGrath because actually Pat McGrath would make bomb formulas and she actually has a palette called Bronze Seduction. And I'm like, is this what I'm talking about? Like all of these amazingly beautiful shades with like really intense shimmers and there's like a really pretty like a duochrome in there. That's real cute. So I would think Pat McGrath like plus the packaging would be like gorgeous. Mm. But I would do yeah, like what yeah, you're saying, okay, almost so like a would, bomb. But what would okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm not I'm not okay. done visualizing. Okay. Okay. This is really fun for me. Okay. <laughs> so yes, a gorgeous dewy bomb that you could put like on the eyelids, on the cheeks, like a blushy watercolor blush in like an apricot shade and like a cool tone pink. Okay. And then like a blotted lip moment. No liners. I don't think I need a liner. <laughs> if I did, I would do like a traditional Kajal liner. Mm-hmm. You know how they make them in like that tip, like a cone, conical yeah. kind of shape? Yeah. I would do that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then maybe <laughs> I would, um, ooh, celestial, celestial, let me think. Like a gorgeous, <laughs> like sheer gloss with glitter in it. Okay. Um, I like this is fun. Color Pop does does those really well. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. mm-hmm. What else? Yeah, I would do like a palette of super shocks and then an eyeshadow palette, mostly mattes. Uh-huh. Um Yeah. <laughs> okay. That sounds great. Um, yeah, I think a celestial theme would be really cool, but also I think 
<sighs> and now I have to think of things. <laughs> uh, my my sick brain is very confused. <laughs> Sorry if my voice is very nasally, as you can tell. Um, I think a celestial theme would be delightful, but like a more, more of a zodiac. But I mean, like ancient zodiac, like yeah, like old. You know how old, everybody's old. like, oh, purple and purple and blue for Pisces. I'm like, no, I don't see that at all. Oh, what do you see for Pisces? My favorite color is burgundy, so I'm just calling it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> or gold. Like a zodiac theme? Yeah. Okay. But like, yeah, like celestial zodiac. Okay. Um, I would love <laughs> to see even like a floral theme and not what you're thinking. Uh-huh. Like, oh, like light pinks and things. I'm talking about like the really deep, interesting tones Ooh. you find in different flowers especially uh-huh. like different mottled color like hydrangeas oh um i love when they turn from like green to like periwinkle to blue that would be kind of a cool theme mm-hmm. or like the roses you love oh. um but i think i would probably do like more complexion products i'm thinking more like really nice like creamy blushes mm. just maybe basically like all around tints you know how janessa myricks does hers yeah Basically, I just want, like, the Tark cheek stain to remember. It look, kind of looked like its own roll-on deodorant. Right. But it was, like, a thick, chubby stick thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, like, a multi-purpose Ooh. one. I know everybody has one of these. <laughs> but I'm talking, like, I want different colors. Right. For cheek flips, eyes. All that good stuff. Because uh-huh. the monochromatic look is actually very in right now. It is very cute. Yeah. It's like a wash. Them. Like a wash. Like a watercolor wash over the skin. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, I think this lush idea with Pat McGrath, she'd do it. She'd mm. do it justice. But just stop putting sequins in all of your packaging. Yeah, what's the That's deal? That's just that? kind of harmful. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> are we done? I think we're becoming a little, little tired, crazy ourselves. So <laughs> let's call it a day. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Um, if you love to leave reviews, you can leave a review over on Apple Podcasts <laughs> because that's how uh, more people see us. Five stars, please. Thank you so much. Um, if you want to check out our Instagram, that's where we hang out mostly. <laughs> it's at Glow Intel Podcast. Can I also say we have a link in our bio yes. that has a link to a lot of things, including our podcast, but mm-hmm. also including links for money off of some of our favorite brands. So if when you buy something through the link, we may get a little bit of a discount. They're not really affiliate codes. They're just a referral link. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got Elf Cosmetics, Vive, uh, Parade Underwear, Girlfriend Collective. We have a lot of different links up there. So if you like money off, if you like discounts, uh, use those links because those are products that we um, definitely vouch for. Mm-hmm. So there it is. Yeah. Save some money, y'all. Save some money. Why not? All right. Let's call it a day. Thank okay. you guys so much for listening. And as always, tell your mom, tell your friends, tell your mom's friends. Be safe. Stay stay at home if you can. Wear a mask. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.